Hi, everybody, and welcome to Trico Tidbits. I'm John Yacoub. Uh, Trico Tidbits is the show with the awful name, but the fantastic guests. Uh, I'm joined uh, by Mr. Steve Ty, mayor of the city of Diamond Bar. Uh, Steve has been a native of Diamond Bar for about 38 years now. Yeah. 38 years, and is now serving your fourth term as Correct. mayor of Diamond Correct. Bar. I see you Googled me. Thank I did. You. <laughs> I did, yeah. You know, it's, well, it's, it's the internet age. Uh, so, Mayor Ty, how are you? I'm very well. Thank you for asking. Nice Can I to call meet you, Steve? You. Absolutely. Please do. Excellent. Okay, I'm moving up in the world. Okay, good. That's good. Absolutely. Now, if it's all right, as we discussed earlier, I just want to start off with a few questions about you. Sure. Okay. We call this in the podcast business, establishing your ethos, you know? At least that's what this uh, uh, podcasting uh, for dummies says. I'll, I'll Google that when I get back to the office. Okay, Thank there you, you. go. <laughs> so, uh, so you know, you're involved in a lot, many commissions, yes. uh, many efforts. But when you're not serving your community, what are you doing with your downtime? Well, serving the community, there is no downtime. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the bulk of my time, every waking moment that I can find, I spend with my grandkids. I, my mm-hmm. granddaughter is four today. And in July, my grandson will be two, so they're just a delight. I Congratulations. Often, every time I look at them, I remember uh, a pastor saying that, that grandparents should remember that grandkids are the gift that God gives you for not killing your own. Right. So I'm <laughs> grateful to have that gift. It's, it's the consolation prize. Right? <laughs> That's exactly right. And Excellent. I'm good with that. Okay. If, if Every grandparent will tell you, if I'd have known they were this much fun, I'd have had them first. Okay, so perfect. They're, they're terrific. A lot All of right. fun. That gives okay gives me hope for the future then because I already want to kill mine. Yeah, so. <laughs> a, I see the picture of those adorable kids. It's hard to believe. So yeah. better enjoy it while you can. Uh, they'll probably end up killing me first, but I'll, <laughs> I will take your advice. And so, so you've been in Diamond Bar. You've been a uh, kind of a pillar of this community. What do you like about Diamond Bar? You know, I, I really love the hometown feel about it, mm-hmm. what's left of it. I grew up in Whittier. You know, we we knew who the, uh, this is so many years b- before you were even born, we we knew who the mailman was. Uh, our neighbor, our in our neighborhood, it was Jinx. We knew who the Helms Bakery man is. They don't, I don't even think Helms exists today. Mm-hmm. But you knew people. You you knew them from school. You, you knew, you, <laughs> you couldn't do anything wrong because your mom heard about it by the time you got home. So I like that, that small town feel. Okay, so it's kind of that small town Americana yeah. still exists yeah. here. If that's possible, I think it does in Diamond Bar. Okay, excellent. In California, that's, that's quite an accomplishment. Yeah, so. I agree. And so, uh, I mean, you have this storied career in local government and state government. Now, what inspired you to get involved in local government? I think what happens, and I always tell anybody that's thinking about running, is you, you ought to have a good reason. And I never, you know, I've served on commission since... 1994. I was content to do that. But when you get to the point where you realize that you think you could do a better job, I think you ought to step up. And there mm-hmm. was a time uh, in, the, in 2005 when I ran uh, that the, the council majority wanted to pass a parcel tax to build a library. And it's like, I'm not a real big proponent of spending $100 a year for 30 years to build a library that we didn't even operate. It's a county library. Mm-hmm. I think we can get things done without increasing taxes, and especially property taxes. And it, again, here we are in, in uh, 2020 
we made an agreement with the county and we have a brand new library, 23,000 square foot plus library that the, the city partnered with. So we have that new library. Uh, next door to this building, I believe, is the old library building, 10,000 square feet. Mm -hmm. And the fire department uses that now for, for their purposes. So I think you can get things done and look at things a different way. But, but when people aren't listening to reason and, and they want to do things that affect every homeowner, even even renters' life, I, I think it was time to step up and say, mm, I'm not a proponent of that. So okay. here I am. Wonderful. So it's just it's basically just you knew it was time. Somebody yeah. had to do something. Right. Okay. Now, so kind of along those lines, uh, I'm going to throw something, some big ideas your way. Okay. And just respond whatever you'd like to. So, you know, millennials uh, as a generational cohort, they stand to make up about 75% of the workforce in 2025. Now, at the same time, right now, uh, for at least federal government, they only make up about 7% of the, roughly 7% of the members of, you know, the federal staff, federal government. Mm. Uh, do you see this mirrored in, in your experience, local government as well? I mean, is Diamond Bar bucking that trend? No, I don't think so. But the difference is that, I hope this doesn't sound harsh. The federal government is bloated, mm. so maybe that's a good thing that it's lower. We in, in Dime Bar, we're a contract city, so I always like to tell anybody that'll listen that we are really a mean, lean operating machine that we get by with the minimum, and we've, we've kept our costs down uh, as a result of that. So, mm. yeah, I don't think Dime Bar has that same problem. Okay. And so uh, what do you attribute that to just the general, it may just, may, if, whether it's just a perception or whether it's fact, what do you attribute to that lesser involvement of millennials? That's a great question. The only way I know how to answer that is anecdotally is they're not as committed to a career uh, as I think my generation was and my parents' generation was. And the only <laughs> anecdotally to share with you is we had a uh, program at UBS where the company trained somebody on wealth management and, and doing um, financial plans. And it was a two-year program. You had to commit to staying in it for two years, which wasn't hard to get that commitment, especially for somebody right out of college or somebody transitioning from their first job to wealth management. And at the end of that two-year period, uh, my boss asked, you know, where, John, where would you like to go? Would you, have you chosen a team? He goes, no, I don't, I don't think so. I, 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 this isn't for me. I'm thinking of being a barista. So you go from wealth management, you've helped people with their financial plans, and all of a sudden, that's not satisfying. And I'm not saying you ought to do it if it's not satisfying, but I don't see going from a, a wealth strategy associate to a barista at Starbucks. Mm. And as he went out the door, he wanted to know if he could have a reference. So it's just a, a different mindset. And, and it's a, a different generation. And um, it, it'll be interesting to see how that all pans out. Yeah, it will be. It's a, a The handoff is going to be interesting. So, uh, okay, so then now moving on to that kind of elephant in the room. And sure. That's going to be what's going on right now with COVID-19. Yes. Okay, that's introduced a lot of uncertainty into our lives. So uh, how can... How can we as like the community contribute just to the community's well-being during this crisis? And are there ways that you're seeing that done well right now? No, I don't think it's being done well. I think the county certainly could help. We're following the direction from the state and the county. I don't agree with it. But uh, again, I'm not going to tilt at windmills and, and, and try and change things on our own. Um, I think there are businesses that should be open and should have been open from the beginning. 
um, the main thing people can do is shop locally. Get out there and uh, even if it's you know curbside or, or, or delivery, get out once a week. And I can tell you, I, I, I'm probably saving $150, $200 a month on gas. Mm. So why not get out there and spend that at a local restaurant? Tonight, I'm not sure if this will be uh, useful as, as this will be broadcast later, but I'm, I'm hosting uh, 30 people at uh, next ne- Nectar Juice Bar. Mm. First 30 people that show up and mention that they're there to support Nectar, I'm going to treat them to a drink there. Wow. So that's a, you know, that's a partnership with uh, Paul and Nita to promote their business. And my question to people was, how many know that we have a Nectar Juice Bar? How many people know that they're open? And this is a small business struggling through this pandemic. I want to bring people in there to promote their business and say, hey, come back next week. Support us. But that could be Nectar. That could be Mr. G's Pizza. That could be, you know, Chili's, mm-hmm. a national chain. It, it's, they're all businesses in Dime Bar. We ought to do what we can to support them. Okay. And that's that's an interesting response. So not really like uh, not really leveraging more from the government, but kind of helping your neighbor through the channels that are already there. Their businesses. Their, yes. Their... Well, something you said, John, <laughs> triggers one of my favorite quotes. The first person I ever heard say it was uh, uh, Ronald Reagan. I don't know that it was original with him, but he said the most frightening words in the American language are, "I'm from the government and I'm here to help." Okay. And I I, I just don't think. Government has all the answers, mm. but I do think it's populated by people that think they have all the answers. And oh. I think we're in this situation today because government has thrown down the gauntlet. This is the way we're going to do things, and they don't know how to back out of that. What, what mm. was the what was the plan for for the future? You know, it troubles me. We've got this uh, program the county is um, championing called Project Room Key. I don't know if you're familiar with that, where they're renting out local rooms and, and putting homeless people in them. And when we got wind of this, because the, it one of the facilities borders Diamond Bar, we had a lot of questions for the county. We were able to speak with somebody who's, <laughs> I had no idea there was a deputy of homeless people, but that's who we were talking to. And the question was, what happens at the end of this? What happens when the pandemic's over? P- please, believe me, I, I think everybody should have shelter. I think they ought to be safe. I, I think we ought to do what we can, but what do we do at the end of this? It's very, very troubling to hear this deputy of homeless say, we, we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. We haven't got a plan for that. Well, how, how can you come up with that plan that seemed like a great idea at the time and not have an exit strategy? Mm-hmm. And again, remember what it was like along the Santa Ana River, right outside of uh, Angel Stadium, that we had to go to court to move those people. We had to, you know, they have rights. They have, well, all of a sudden you had this mini city blossoming. And I'll never forget as I was on the way to Long Beach one day looking over there when they were cleaning it up and seeing people in hazmat uh, suits Mm -hmm. because there were needles and it was feces and there's all this things that didn't belong there on what is a bike path along the Santa Ana River. So I think sometimes government would rather do it quick than right. So, I see. Yeah, yeah. There's a statement you can have it uh, quick, yeah. right, or uh, cheap, cheap, right? I love it. But that. you only get two, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you get to pick which two. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. And again, I'm not. 
you know, when I when I think of the mayor of Los Angeles building homeless facilities, and the numbers are coming back that they're seven hundred thousand dollars a unit. How is that possible? Hmm. How is that? There are homes in Diamond Bar that we would sell to the mayor, and it wouldn't cost him seven hundred thousand dollars a unit. Mm-hmm. So I, I just don't understand somebody signing off on that thinking that's a good idea. But I believe what he was doing was getting there quickly and we'll sort it out. In fact, I think that's one of the comments that he made is when we're down the road and we have a handle on what we're doing here, I think the costs will, will go down. I'm not sure I agree with him. Okay. All right. And so I did want to wrap up uh, by asking you, you now, if someone does want to step up like you did, if they want to get involved in their local government, where's a good place for them to start? I always think it's, you know, my, my activity got started with schools. My kids were in local schools, got started with PTA, it got started with Little League, it got started with soccer. And, and you fall into that naturally, right? You want to help the kids. You, I hope I help them. If you ask my kids, maybe they think, I wish you hadn't coached. But you, you do that, and then you, you get involved with the community. I don't think you realize it at the time, but the, you get involved with the community, and I think that was a, um, part of the, the secret, and I don't think it's a secret, part of the formula to getting elected in 2005 was I had an affinity with the folks in PTA, with soccer, with Little League, with, with whatever, church, whatever it might have been, you, you have to get involved. You can't... Uh, I remember my brother said something about, uh, are you involved in your church? I go, no, you know, I really I really like to just go and attend and enjoy the music. He goes, oh, that's not okay. You need to get involved. And it's like, you're right, I did. And for 20 years, I, I taught uh, third and fourth grade Sunday school. So once you get involved, you got, you know, I don't know, 10, 15 kids uh, uh, Sunday for uh 40 weeks, 40 plus weeks out of the year, you get to know them and you get to know their parents. So mm. there's there's lots of ways to get involved. Okay. And it doesn't have to be through like organ, organized side. You can actually start just getting Absolutely. I think community. actually getting involved locally leads to the organized side. And that leads to knowing people who are active in the community. And those are really the ones that you want uh, involved in your leadership, I believe. Okay. So. All right, Steve, I've really enjoyed our time here. Now, I do have a little tradition that I like to uh, actually throw at my guests when they're not expecting it. Oh, I like, Yeah. I like to sign off just by having you uh, dramatically read a quote that I've got right here on my iPad. But here's the catch. Apparently, I've been uh, someone's ratted on you that oh, you dear. are very good at imp- or, or changing your voice or impersonating. So I would like, I'd like your best dramatic reading of this quote by Oscar Wilde, if wow. you would. I, if you would. I, I would like to know who sandbagged me here. I think it's important that you always borrow money from a pessimist. He won't expect it back. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. And I, I, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to uh, get anybody in trouble for sandbagging you here. But I will tell you, his name rhymes with Bim Daw. So uh, you, you can, you can go talk to Tim later. Oh, that's a hint. I didn't get the first part, but Tim is a. I'm going to Google all of my contacts named Tim. There you go. So <laughs> thank you, John. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you. This is spectacular. Thank you so much for uh, your service to our community, and thanks for being here. Very good. Glad to be part of it.